Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, hello there, and welcome to the program. It's a Tuesday, but my sister Susan seems to be standing me up. So, uh, it's just us, I guess. <laughs> I think we'll make it. Um, let us know if uh, if there are these audio issues that you alerted us to yesterday. Uh, the um, extraordinary issue of me being much quieter than the callers. Um, so they've switched out uh, the computer uh, that we use during the show, and and so there have been all kinds of little glitches, things not quite as they were, and uh, I hope you'll bear with us as we <laughs> make our way uh, through these changes. Um, you know, I was going to ask Susan, but I'll, obviously, she ain't here, so I'll ask you. Do you ever sit and wonder what the end of this administration is going to be. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, what? Not when, but how? Um, is it an electoral defeat? Is it something that happens prior to 2020? Is it impeachment? Is it I don't, I mean, I really don't know. Somebody suggested the other day um, that Melania seems to be setting things up for concern about his health. Uh, little, little snippets of she is concerned about all these investigations and the impact on his health. And I'm wondering if that's a, if that's a, uh, you know, a, a setup for him to resign. I, no one can imagine, I think, him resigning, and yet, um, I also think to resign is to leave the security of the White House and head in back into the real world where he's going to get arrested. I I just can't quite figure how and when. Are there are there betting? Uh, is there betting in Las Vegas on how this happens and when it happens? I wonder. Because there is no doubt that things are closing in on this nest of viperous thieves. Uh, there are the seventeen separate investigations currently uh, underway, all involving him, his businesses, his so-called charities, his 
strange, strange uh, relationship with uh, a hostile foreign state. Um, and I read a piece where somebody said one of the things that is so remarkable about all of this is the sheer amount of unrelated criminality that every single person I in this campaign seems to have been involved in. Uh, there's so much crime that was taking place during the campaign, the transition, and uh, the administration itself that the prosecutors, both state prosecutors and Mueller, have just an extraordinary amount of leverage uh, in approaching any potential witness. Uh, and that is why if, uh, if Trump's health is getting a little shaky, uh, it simply shows that he is, even he, capable of uh, sort of seeing where this might be heading. And that is, is that it appears that almost everyone else surrounding him is cooperating <laughs> uh, with investigators and prosecutors, everyone. And what that means is that he and his family are pr the target. So how I I don't know. I'm I'm hoping against hope that uh this the denouement of this is not as uh cataclysmic as it very well may be. But I think it's quite clear that um it is Donald Trump in the crosshairs, ultimately. And the higher up, the Flynn's, the Manafort's, the, the Cohen's, the higher up the people who flip, flip, the National Enquirer head, the, um, his long-term uh, money guy, Weisselberg or whatever his name is, these are people who know and... I I just don't see how he's not going down. I just wonder how it comes about. And then I wonder, does Mike Pence survive? So do we end up, good God, with him? Or does, hear our prayer, or does he, too, get tangled up enough? My audio is very low, I'm being told. Uh, thank you. Any feedback you can give us, that is good. Okay.
and I'm being told Susan is here. Hi, Susan. Hi, hi. Sorry, I looked at the clock and I went, "Oh gosh, <laughs> it's late." I have a house full of people, you know. No, I didn't know, but I'm glad. Oh, I have your niece Eva from London oh. here. Oh, how wonderful! And I have. And I have your nephew, Hank, from UC Berkeley here. And I have their mother, Kathy, and our mother, Babu, here. You are kidding me. No. Oh, I feel so left out. I'm, well. Are you, are you having a good time? Yeah, but that's why I forgot to call. Sorry. <laughs> that's, okay. that's a real good excuse. Well, I'll be yeah, seeing yeah. all of those folks except you and... And mom, um, at Christmas, because I'll, I'll. Yeah, have, I know. Yeah, I so know. That's great. Oh man, a far-flung family, but we we do get, we get together when we can. Yeah, fantastic, Suze. So yeah, uh, it was nice. So I I apologize. It's okay for blowing you off, but I did not eventually remember you. Okay. <laughs> um, I I was. Asking a question that I've been wondering about, um, and that is how this ends. How does Trump leave the White House? Does he suffer electoral defeat? Does he resign? Spontaneously combust and, yeah. and leave a green goo dripping down the, the Oval Office? That'd be, that'd be I don't know. I don't know how he gets out. Um, I, you know, I'm 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 still terrified that he gets out calling for a revolt and and leaving this country in a civil war. Well, I think he's already uh, sort of signaled that. He's already he's already said it. Yeah. And I had been I had been mumbling, you know, darkly about this for months. And then I listened to him say, if they try and impeach me, my people will revolt. Will revolt. That, that was that's an, that what that was an exact quote. And it's and right. and as fear struck in my heart because I even I know when I'm speaking hyperbole, and then uh, and then I wasn't. Yeah. Well, I noted that uh, he said that too, and. You know, I'll tell you, if that were to happen, guess what? Our side will have. Oh, our side will win because we have the, the entire side, force um, of the of the of the uh, of the law, of the military, of whatever. We can squash these jerks uh, pretty quickly. Um, yeah, and then we could confiscate their guns. <laughs> That would be good. I, uh, you know, I don't know how we get him out, but I think this whole thing is about to come tumbling down. And there are enough people now yep. that are, you know, with with what this federal judge did with the ACA. Oh. When you have conservatives saying we don't like it, but there is a rule of law, there is a way that these things are done, and you know that was just <laughs> that's a that's a decision that's just. You know, probably made by somebody who doesn't know anything about law and was appointed by Trump. No, no, actually he was appointed by George W. He was appointed. Well, he's not allowed to do that. It, it, the, yeah. the remedy is to take out the piece that is unconstitutional, if that's the way you feel, and let, let the rest of duly passed legislation exist. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I that mean, this is going to stand, but uh, then again... Um, 
I don't, I, I, who the hell knows? None of us know anything anymore. But there is little doubt that the noose is tightening around um, this uh, mob enterprise known so as let the me give Trump you a family. Let, let, let me give you a little feedback on how you're sounding to me. You do not sound the same way to me that you usually sound. You sound like you're on, for example, a speakerphone and are at the other end of the room. Oh, it's a totally different sound quality than usual. Yeah, we know we're having audio issues. Yeah, um, okay, just so you know. I mean, I can hear you. I'm just Yeah, our saying. audio's fucked. They took our fucking computer. Fuck yeah. They took your computer? Yeah. They decided our computer was too good for us, so they took it and gave it to somebody else um, at the paper. And uh, who very well may need that computer, but then don't fuck with us. They gave us some piece of shit, apparently, um, that they supposedly downloaded everything they're supposed to have on it, and nothing's been the same since. Callers sound louder than me. Now I sound like I'm talking from across the room. Uh, my audio's like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm sorry. A little bit of a... So I'm sorry, too. But on a bright side, this is the worst December economically since 1931. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bright side you if know, you're looking at your 401k, I'll tell you that, man. Well, you know something? I was feeling, I, 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 I know that this is a stupid way to feel in the general scheme of things, uh -huh. but I was just feeling like all of the gains that my 401k had made in this year were ill-rotten. <laughs> you know, it, like I didn't want to benefit from yeah, this okay. asshole being in, you know. But it's gone, you know what? But uh, more than what you made this year is gone. I mean, this is looking. Oh, I know. No, if we keep it up, I'll only be as good as I was when Obama took office, which was better than I'd ever been before. Okay, but so that's you're going to wipe out eight years? Um. Yeah. Uh, no. 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 I'm gonna. I'm. I'm willing to wipe out two. Oh well. What you're willing to do and what happens are two different things. No, I'm just saying I'm not going to feel bad until he starts taking the gains that I made under Obama. What the Wall Street Journal says is that um, normally in these kinds of markets, when there's this kind of a plummet. People start uh, jumping in and buying, right? That isn't, yeah. it says right here, it isn't happening. No, because they don't, they don't. They don't know where the well, bottom is. No, well, here, here's what really aggravates me. The, the market forces that thought Trump was such a good idea for all this time, who the, who the hell were those market forces, I'd like to know? Because some of us knew all along that he was a charlatan and weren't, and weren't really happy with betting our money on him. And now those same market forces are all in a panic because suddenly they understand that he's, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And, and with every little tweet, he roils the world market. Right. And, and now and his trade he's wars? created a... He's created like a sine wave that there's no stopping. It's exactly right. what it looks like, up and down every daily, up and down, up and down, up and down, and now it's got a life of its own. 
Um, by the way, sorry, I, 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 I don't disagree. Um, on the audio, just for my uh, producer's uh, note, I'm getting some people saying the audio on my end is just fine. It's better than yesterday. Uh, Milton says both your audio and Susan's are fine here. Um, okay, good. So, Susan, I don't know what the thing between me and you well, is. Well, you just sound like you're talking to me on a tin can connected by a string. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> that shouldn't no, be. No, it has that tinny quality yeah, to it, okay. if you know. Okay, okay. Um, also, uh, yeah, Jonathan says, hey, you and Susan sound great. Uh, equal volume, fine. Uh John says, uh, by the way, I wonder if Pence will go down before Trump. Agnew went before Nixon. Becoming clearer all along. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Becoming I would love to see Pence go down. Then we'd have President Pelosi. Pelosi. I mean, that's... <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't no, that no, just no. fraught, that Bill, you is, know what? That is where I, I dare to hope that this is, that when I say the end game, that this is where it it comes. This is what happens, that it we don't have to wait till 2020 somehow this is going to come crashing down pence with it and we have nancy pelosi well at this point pence has has to know or should have known every single bit of illegality that has been swarming around him and be and as far as i'm concerned is as is guilty of all of it as any of them and I and I really my my hope is that after all of those times of listening to the chance of lock her up, we end up locking up every last one of them. Yeah. Well, did you see the little thing that's a there's a little thing going around the Internet with fashion ankle bracelets attached to Ivanka's shoe line? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the American spirit. Yeah. Well, you know, Pence was Manafort's uh, choice. He, Manafort is the one that tapped uh, Pence. Also, well, there's a fine recommendation for you. There you go. And Pence and Flynn are, you know... Uh, conjoined a little bit here. Um, I, I, you know, who knows? Somebody's going to have to figure it all well, out. Well, somebody's going to have to say something that brings him in. Yeah. And I hope they do. I hope that this is a crowd of folks that, when they see themselves falling, say, well, fuck this. I'm not going to go alone. You're all coming with me. Yeah. Somebody's going to do that. Um, and let's get them all out of there. Milton oh, writes... God, wouldn't it be fun? Milton... <laughs> Milton writes, the more I read in the comment sections of news outlets, the more I worry about Trump's possible premature departure. It seems that this is an example of one of the few times in American history when white males will have to decide whether to face reality and admit that they made a mistake in their support of Trump or civil war. White men never, yeah. wait, and he's, Milt, who's not a white man, goes on to say, white men never admit they're wrong. I really fear that many will choose to take up arms rather than admit that they threw in with this mountebank. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna in defense of white men, which I have to say it's 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 a rarity with me. I have to say that my husband would admit when he was wrong, it was I that would not. <laughs> well, but he's not talking on an individual level, but in general, the privileged, the powerful, that's white men. Well, no, they don't have to. They, they don't just have, have to, to deflect and, and wait for it to pass. Right, right, exactly right. Oh, God. So, uh... You know, my only is that because precisely because we, as the evolved country we are, are are so horrified at the thought of being led by a woman that they won't let that happen because even even Pence is better than having any woman as our president. And I and I really feel that that's the attitude of this country that we are so far away from having a woman president because there is an underlying basic acceptance even among women here of of our cultural misogyny. Jesus, you know, even Pakistan has had a woman head. Um, India has had had so who is just what us and the Russians? I mean, what? Jesus. Oh, Lord. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into that shit. Just a second. I don't know. But but all I want for Christmas is a, is a White House clean out. That would just be so nice. Well, it ain't going to happen for maybe next Christmas. I, I, I don't know. Oh, no. We've got to wait. I think Mueller is very carefully waiting until the Democratic Congress is seated to oh, release yeah. the final report. Well, yeah, and it might even be beyond that. Who the hell knows? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I don't think he's on any any timetable that we're thinking of. He's on the timetable that says, when I am finished, that's when I'm finished. Yeah. Gee whiz. Okay, Susan, let's get off this heavy stuff just for a second. Okay. And um, have you? Uh, I, I've been avoiding this issue, but I'm I'm, um, I'm I'm curious about your take on it. The baby, it's cold outside. Kerfuffle. You know, I have purposefully not listened, re-listened to the song. I have purposefully not. I mean, my instinctually, I'm on a oh, go jump in the lake, uh, feeling about it. And now I've read like. I've seen people say, well, it's not the song per se. It's more the scene in the movie. And I'm going, well, I'm sure as hell not going to watch the movie. I don't like any Christmas songs. I think they're all an abomination, except for the very pretty ones that they sing in church on the, and I'm no longer going to say holiday. I'm going to say holy day. On the holy day, I love the beautiful songs that they sing. The holiday songs drive me nuts, every single last one of them, because you can't tell me that anything, any of them are about anything good. They're about give me stuff. They're about buy stuff. They're well, about some are about wanna... family getting together. Susan? Yeah, I'm very well, yeah, yeah that's why this. you're, it's the holiday season, and there you are with your happy, happy you know, with uh, your family there. I just Googled the lyrics because I didn't know what they are. 
Somebody's I, trying to leave, and somebody is coaxing yeah, the them woman to stay. Com- says, the woman says, I really can't stay, he says, but baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away, but baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping you'd drop in, so very nice. I'll hold your hands, they're just like ice. My mother will start to worry, beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor, listen to the fireplace roar. So really, I'd better scurry, beautiful, please don't hurry, but maybe just half a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. Now, right there, I'm just going to say, she then says, maybe just half a drink more. That was her, okay? Yeah. She's already thinking, ah, well, you know what. Then she says, the neighbors might think, baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in that drink? No no cabs to be had out there. Everybody's focusing on, so, so what's in that drink? Um, oh, because they put a date rape drink. <laughs> they didn't have date rape drugs, did they? I mean, this is 1940-something, isn't it? What is this? You know, there is such a thing as honest to God wooing. Yes. And and, and little flirtation and, and, you know, and back and I mean, forth. you know, screw this. Okay, so here's and then she says, "I wish I knew how your eyes are like starlight now to break this spell. It'll t- I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell." So, he never even lets her finish a sentence, so they're just going back and forth and back and forth and she's liking it. She's saying, I wish I knew how to break this spell. I ought to say, no, 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 sir. Mind if I move in closer, he says. At least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense in hurting my pride, he says. I really can't stay. Oh, baby, he says, don't hold out. But baby, and then she says, but baby, it's cold outside. I simply must go, she says, but baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no, but baby, you're well. Oh, God, they just go on and, oh, my God. Susan, it goes on forever. Okay, it's awfully I know. cute. I mean, it's cute lyrics. Wait, uh, you're welcome. There is such a thing. There is such a thing as people actually being mutually attracted to each other yeah. and playing yeah. a little game. flirtatious game, game with each other, yeah. and everybody should... Stand down. Yeah, right. So I'm going to go on. She says, your welcome has been, and I'm I, can you tell I'm lowering my voice for him? Your welcome has been, how lucky that you dropped in, so nice and warm. Look out the window at this dawn. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the door. Waves upon the tropical shore. My maiden aunt's mind is vicious. But maybe just a cigarette more. I'm just going to do her lines. Well, I've now got... that's the reason to get rid of the song. Yeah, cigarettes. You got that it, right. It was a hidden. It was a hidden advertisement for this for the tobacco industry uh-huh. all along. And I'll just do her lines. I'm. I've got to get home. Say, lend me a coat. You've really been grand, but don't you see? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. At least there will be plenty implied. I really can't stay. So this is all about a woman wanting to stay, as far as I can tell, but worried about her maiden aunt, the neighbors talking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah? 
Yes, because she lived in a time that did. had she stayed, she would have been a harlot. It had nothing to do with, with him forcing himself on her. It yeah. had to do with them both wanting to stay, and right. she really couldn't. I th- what a bunch of fucking bullshit. Well, it just is, it, it serves to cheapen the reality of what we're really talking about. You know, just like the allegations of of Me Too by women, you know, who had a bad date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. That bothers me. Right. You know, don't let's let's not fool around with this. We're talking about real sexual violence in that movement. We're talking about real societal and consequences to what was done to women in a really violent This strikes way. me as just and playful when you, banter. When, Excuse me. Which is allowed. I I hope so. I I don't want to live in these worlds. I, and again, I don't care if it's coming from the right or from the left, where everything I do is subject to, you know, um, some kind of a court of public opinion, uh, you know, put atop some kind of a, here's what you do in this situation, here's what you don't do. If I wanted to live like that with somebody making all the uh, judgments for me, you know, I could I, I could be an Orthodox Jew, right, and just go to the Rebbe. Jesus. Where you'd probably be assaulted. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't like any of these closed religious <laughs> because they've all been rather bad in that regard. The Jews know better than the priests, and I would like that put right out there. Aaron writes, I wish there was a little F-bomb counter in the bottom of the screen for both you and Susan to see who wins. I'd win. Well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> win hands fucking down <laughs> i'm not so sure oh, we we're can... sorry it's 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 this time of year when when lynn and susan tend to catch <laughs> so uh, uh ba- barbara yeah. has sent me so we must be laughing too much so because barbara has sent me something that you can't laugh at but oh god i can't take much more of this okay um a black Ohio man said bank tellers refused to cash a paycheck for him and then called 911 on him because they were suspicious that he earned so much. I you know every time I hear one of these things I it's like I get it's I am physically ill. Uh, this was a Huntington Bank. I'm sitting here right above a Huntington Bank. This is a Huntington Bank in the Cleveland suburb of Brooklyn. The paycheck was for a little more than $1,000. And the guy, Paul McCowns, said uh, he showed the teller two forms of identification and a fingerprint as required for non-Huntington customers. But bank employees started looking at a computer screen and questioning transaction and ultimately refused to cash it. 
without speaking to his employer. They tried to call my employer. He never picked up the phone. He left the bank, but employees called 911, and a police squad car pulled in front of his truck before he could drive away. A teller told well, the district. Well, they didn't arrest. They he's didn't, trying they to cash a check, and the check is fraudulent. It does not match. Our, the teller admits McCowan did not know police had been called. Officers handcuffed him, placed him in the back of a police cruiser. Minutes later, police contacted the employer and confirmed that he worked there, and that was his fucking paycheck. And then what ensued? Anybody apologize? Anybody get fired? We sincere- he should sue him. We sincerely apologize to Mr. McCowns for this extremely unfortunate event, the bank said. We accept responsibility for contacting the police, as well as our own interactions with him. They're trying to avoid a lawsuit. Anyone who walks but in... He should sue them. He suffered real damage. He should sue them. Individually and severally, he should sue them. This has to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This shows, though, how endemic racism is in our country. It's just it's just beyond. You know, it's not well, like know, black reading, people aren't yeah, like freaking ahead. out at these stories as much as white people are because we didn't know how unbelievable, how how horrible what they have to endure. You can elect a black president twice. That doesn't change anything on the ground, as they say. But I, I'm here to tell you, white people are not getting it. And I will use this, the, the, the incident of, the, of those boys at Baraboo giving the Nazi oh. salute. And, and, and shortly after that, there was a picture of, a, say, of the school district that I was head of the, the president of the board of in St. Louis had a picture of a white kid with his arm around a guy that is really his friend, a black kid, but he was making the OK symbol, which is either is or isn't a white nationalist, you know, who right. knows. And, and, and who knows his intent. But the people in St. Louis were so up in arms that this made the, the news. And, and, you know, people speaking up for this white kid. And then they throw in the Baraboo incident as if it's one and the same. And these are all white people discussing how this is just no big deal. And we all need to get over it. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if you're one of three black people in Baraboo and you're one of eight black kids in Baraboo and you're in a, 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 eight Jewish kids in Baraboo and you are, all, you're the, you are the sum total of minority kids in your high school and they're all throwing up Nazi salutes, it might not be a big deal to you, the majority, but those marginalized students have to walk down those halls every day and wonder when someone's just going to sucker punch them or trip them or do something. 
it's it's not a pleasant way to live and it's not nothing and mm-hmm. it 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 is amazing to me that the majority steadfastly stands its ground on get over it Kristen writes, apparently saying what's in this drink was a running joke in the 40s. I always thought the song was cute. I think that people forget when it was actually written. I am, you know, my God. I think that, Okay. heaven forbid you should have a, you should flirt with someone that you are sexually attracted to. And they should flirt back. Someone's going to call the cops. You'll end up like the guy trying to cash his own paycheck for crying out loud <laughs> it's just unbelievable awful okay what so, else do you have to rile me up lynn okay this is fun I'm gonna, okay i want to go back that wasn't me who riled you up that was barbara i we, we were laughing and then i said barbara doesn't want us to laugh anymore that's what i said okay how'd i do barbara i, I gave threw you one barbara, good rant. barbara i'm throwing you under the bus okay okay I want to go back to Christmas song lyrics because, Susan, there was a tweet from a a minister, a woman, who said this, and I thought, oh, wow. She said it's her possibly her favorite line in all of Christmas carols. And, um, And it's one that, you know, it's, it's, it's a actual religious one and it is amazing. So it's, I'm I'm going to guess it's not Oh Holy Night the stars are shining brightly. I think it might be the that song. Hang on though. Here is the snippet and it is beautiful. Because and I think I why it before I say it when I read it I thought it's how I feel about Mueller closing in on Trump. <laughs> okay? Imagine okay. this as so Mueller... It's about, it's about anticipation. Okay. Okay, here it is. <laughs> a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. Yeah? A thrill yeah. of hope. Of hope. The weary... It is the same song. Isn't that a great line? A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. Is that not the perfect well, isn't line? That cute? We sh- we we share the same favorite. I mean, there's a reason. I love those beautiful oh. songs that that but, as a as a little girl I yeah. used to go to church with you know friends on Christmas and oh, just sure. sit there and, and drink in the music. Fall on your knees. I always like Gloria in Excelsis Deo. <laughs> Oh, hear the angel voices. A thrill of hope. I love that. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. That should be the headline the day they carry Trump out of the White House. Yeah. Just saying. Oh. We got here. Uh, yeah, you think they? You would think they would be like taking so much anti-diarrhea medicine. That whole family at this point. Do they really think they aren't all going to jail? 
I don't know. And that they're ever gonna and that they're ever gonna have any semblance of life. I think they're gonna spend the rest even if they even if they don't. If you walked by one of them on the street, wouldn't you compose your face in the most sneering look of disgust as you could as you walked by them? Yeah. I mean they are yeah. They're it's over for in them. In perpetuity? In perpetuity, wouldn't they be scorned and, ugh, I mean, they and they richly deserve it. Oh, yep, yep. Okay, so the New York Times today, Susan, said that some of our favorite holiday movies were panned when they initially came out. And my favorite one is, and I know it's, it's Fright. Um, is and I can still watch it and I still love it and I could I probably watched it seven thousand times. It's a wonderful world. It's a wonderful life. Yes, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, well, I it's, it, love that movie. Be, Claire, Clarence and Jimmy Stewart together are just. There's no way you can watch them. I mean, there's parts of it that I can skip, but I mean the the parts where you're just sitting in front of the TV sobbing. <laughs> oh. oh my God. But critics hated it. Nobody liked it. It did not, I got to tell you. It it said a ho-hum reception. Uh, They didn't hate it, but it didn't do well. And here's the New York Times reviewer. And you can't say that this is wrong, but, but he didn't like it. And he said the weakness of this picture is the sentimentality of it. <laughs> but that's the that's what we love. It's why we cry through it. It's oh, Susan, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, no, you're being uh, you're being distracted. I am being distracted. Will you tell family members <laughs> to leave you alone? You're on the radio or something. I'm yeah. I'm I'm supposed to yell down. I can't talk. I'm on the radio. <laughs> Was that Hank? Yeah. I can tell his, tell Hank to shut up and leave you alone. We only got 20 minutes left. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Okay, another everybody favorite is, and this was, um, first came out in 1983, is A Christmas Story. Do you know that one, Suze? That's the one. I do. That's the one where the kid, you know, gets his tongue stuck on the, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. All he wants is a Red Rider carbon action two hundred shot range model air life rifle. All he want. I mean, I love that movie. Don't you? Well, you are more of an old movie buff than I. Yeah, I'm I don't. A total... I'm, but I mean, you you sit for hours watching old movies. I do. I do not necessarily. I think I watched three yesterday. I can watch bad old movies. I'm just wowed by them. Um, well, it's not hard to understand why, because it sure is hard to find a decent one these days. Well, let me tell you. you're into animation. Well, right, but let me tell you something. I watched the one that's getting all these rave reviews, and I'm always so nervous about rave reviews now because I finally see the thing and I'm underwhelmed. But right. this one called Roma, 
you heard of it? Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, and I think most people really wouldn't like it. It starts really slowly. It's atmospheric. It's black and white. It's mm, and I think it is one powerful movie. I'm gonna watch it again. And what I love about it, it's right there in your home. It's on Netflix. It's where it is. All right. Well. Well, Mom and I will. Uh, will I'm, I'm looking forward to California because I've been saving a bunch of stuff to watch with her. Here's one, Mom, and you and can there watch are, from but, Susan from um, from Netflix too. Is called I think it's called Dumplin'. And okay, oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Do you know it? Because that that's just, yeah. that's just fun. But it, it, it it's uh, who is that? Jennifer Aniston and and yeah yeah yeah. Well, it's cute and and nice and stuff. And what else have I seen? Well, and there's and we're and and there's actually movies out that I do want to see. I mean, I I do I do want to see Mary Queen of Scots. I do want to see The Favorite, which my daughter saw and said is weird, which I thought was unexpected. She says it does time changing, you know. That's a little weird or it it has reflections of modernity in it that she didn't expect. But and I she like, also warned me about the, and I re- about seeing it with Babu. <laughs> oh, really? Because there's a lot of sexual. Activity. She said it's not. It, she she said it's just. It's all about sex. And I said, well, of course, it's the thing about the courts. What do you think they did in the courts? And I mm-hmm. said, and by the way, your grandmother knows all about sex. I'll have no problem. Going no, there. she doesn't get freaked out by sex. No. No. Oh, been there, done that. Jeez. You're right. Um. But the one I like that every people always say, well, I bet I heard it wasn't, you know, politically correct or something, is, um, what is it, what is it, what is it, what is it, what, the Green Book. Green Book. I don't even know what that is. It's a good movie. It's about a black pianist and a, a white guy who he hires. Oh, and his white driver. Yeah. His white driver. I've heard it's a really good movie, too. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. You laugh. You cry. You uh, feel tension and anger. It it runs the whole gamut of emotions. And, um, you know, and it's a good movie movie because it ends up, you know, it ends up with a happy ending and, and you know, and you feel good. I you don't always walk out of movies these days feeling good, having cried and laughed. And any time a movie does that for me, I'm in. So, mom and you would love that, okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Roma is harder. It's 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 atmospheric and it's about Mexico in the 70s, which was uh, brutal. I mean, it's when the you know, the haves and the have-nots and the, you know, the repressive government uh, shooting students in the streets and and stuff like that. But it, it just centers on Yeah, sort of like now, you mean, here. <laughs> well, not quite. But it, in terms of haves and have-nots, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And believe me, there's plenty of folks getting shot in the streets. Right. Okay. Well, there was that. That's okay. We managed to be cheery for 10 minutes, and then one of us said something grumpy. 
who said something <laughs> grumpy? You did. Me. I know. Well, as long as you've gotten us back in the grump era. Wait, wait, wait. I got some emails. Barbara apparently isn't mad at me for throwing her under the bus before. She says, what does Susan think? Well, she might not even know about it. Susan, do you know what? that the great education secretary, Betsy DeVos, yes. um, now are going to, uh, they want to throw out all of the Obama-era efforts to reduce discrimination <laughs> in school discipline. Which, of course, means... Oh, well, what do I think? Like you're shocked? Uh, uh, I, I, would be, I would be appalled, and I'll tell you something else. I would be very surprised if any school district rolled back protections that it had in place. They can, they can not mandate it anymore, but it ain't going to happen. Uh, because every school district that is worth its salt and cares in the first place is, has been looking at the disparity in those numbers for a very long time. I mean, I was, I was on a board in the, you know, in the uh, last century, and we were looking at those issues very seriously. There's, there's no way. I don't, she can roll back anything she wants. Uh, human beings are better than Betsy DeVos. That's what I think. Okay. I'm agreeing. I hope you're right about it not being... Oh, anyway, Jonathan says. Well, the places were the places, and oh. there are some places that will be terrible about it. Absolutely, but they weren't complying with those standards in the first place. Okay, what are you eating? I'm, I'm, I'm something's got stuffed in my mouth. Nothing. <laughs> it was something to keep me from choking. Sorry. <laughs> something to keep I'll you stop. from choking. Excuse me. I'm spitting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Jonathan says, oh, uh, Jonathan, if anyone wants to know, that, um, and, you, and you love uh, uh, Wonderful Life, there is a show tonight in a theater, Regent Square Theater, folks, in Regent Square, uh, at 7 tonight and tomorrow, and it's free admission, but... They want you to bring some non-perishable items. It is, uh, they're raising money for what? I assume the food bank or something. But so bring, bring, some, bring a few cans and go over to the Regent Square and buy some popcorn and cry all the way through. Geez, I might do that. Seven tonight and seven tomorrow night. It's a wonderful life. And, uh, yeah, you can, you can have a good, a good communal cry. Sounds good. It really does. Mm -hmm. That was a good thing. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, and somebody is, uh, Nikolai is reminding me of this extraordinary um, World, War, World War I documentary. I don't know if I talked about this when I first read about it, but um, what's his name? Is it? But Peter? it's only playing for like 30 seconds, right? No. What do you mean? Oh, I, I thought it was just, no, I mean, I think it's like out for like 20, you know, two days and then it disappears or something. I, I don't know why you're saying that. It, it's called They Shall Not Grow Old, I think. I hope it's true. It's, this, it's, that, it's the documentary. He's colorized it. He's brought it. it. It's supposed to be spectacular. I'm sorry. That's a word I promised 30 years ago never to say on the show again. There it popped up. What'd you say? 
What was the word? I, I said something was spectacular. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you've pretty much cleaned up, cleaned that out of your vocabulary, which I really appreciate. Thank you very much. What have you replaced it with? Stupendous? No, I, a variety of things. I tried to be more uh, thoughtful about my adjectives. <laughs> well, this thing, right, called Seeing me... Seeing that I'd upset your, uh, uh, your adjectival <laughs> senses. We all do that, though. I just, I mean, I... I hear myself, you know, saying the same things over and over again. So this is a documentary, no, and it's, um, I, I, I don't know how long it is, but it's put together by Peter Jackson, you know, the director, mm -hmm. who spent mm -hmm. unbelievable amounts of energy and time. They took this old black and white uh archival footage of World War I soldiers, <coughs> British soldiers. And you know how it's jumpy because it was hand-cranked, hand-cranked video cameras, black and white and, and all messed up. And they spent, I don't know how much time, frame by frame, cleaning this stuff up, um and then figured out how to run it in real time. Then they colorized it, went to historians to find out exactly the colors of every button and emblem and medal somebody might have been wearing or whatever. So they took the original footage and they made this World War I real video come to life. And anybody who's seen it is saying that it is just extraordinary. Um, the little bits I've seen, it's extraordinary. I mean, these people are, uh, wow. Every single man in it is dead, and yet they are so alive. Um and I don't know, is that up for best documentary? I guess it should be. There goes Mr. Rogers' Oscar. Um, so so there it is. Um, they even, they have like, they oh, they hired forensic, what are they called? Essentially lip readers. People who cops use a lot now because things are on video, right? Video cameras, security cameras. They have people now who can tell what somebody's saying. You know, they say, well, th that guy just said this, this guy just said that. And so they went through this footage and actually have recreated the conversations that were happening or what people were saying. And then they went out of their way to actually ensure that if the guys they were looking at were from a certain regiment, which was from a certain area in, in England, that the accent was right. That is the meticulousness that went into this they shall not grow old. I, I think it will be just extraordinarily powerful. So I'm just saying. Well, there's a lot to look forward to. It's better than uh, the last few years when, honestly, there wasn't anything I could think of that I even wanted to see. 
Yeah. Milton says, please tell Susan to watch Mrs. Maisel. As a oh, I will. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Mother and I will binge watch it as soon as we get to our um, our winter haunt in California, at which time I'm going to have to get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to talk to you all. <laughs> well, not quite. Not quite. You'll have to get up at what? At 3 o'clock. Six. Well, the show will. I'll be talking to you at seven a.m. my time. Well, that's so no I'll, big deal. I get up by seven. Well, it is if you have an animal that expects to go for a long walk before you're left alone long enough to do that. And if one okay, so you uh, get up at six fifteen. Read the newspapers and stuff, so I know what uh, her sister's going to talk about. No, but you prior, see, Sue, yeah. you can do the newspapers the night before because at night. All... I know. I do. I do. I that I do. I do them the night before. Okay. So um, Milton says, tell Susan to watch Maisel as opposed to that sappy dumpling movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is sappy. It is, but I, you know, Milton. Did I, you watch? Did you watch the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No. Or Maisel? Is you that should. how it's pronounced, Maisel? That's a that's a re, watch season one. It's a very good binge and and perfectly entertaining and uh-huh. smart. And one of the few movies about comedy where they actually give the comedian funny lines. Uh, I've seen movies. parts of it. I mean, I've seen, and I think it was with you in Palm Springs. I think I saw um, some of it. I've seen the first, you know, I've seen when she, her, her and her husband leaves her or whatever happens there, yeah, and her, and then how she takes the stage in that place. I've seen the characters a little bit, but I haven't then seen her. Okay. Anyway, Milton says, Dumplin' is predictable and suffers from an awkward and cumbersome screenplay, but it is cute and light. That's all I want now, cute. Right, right. Honestly, for the first time in my life, I I probably, have you ever watched one of the Perfect Pitch movies? I watched Perfect Pitch, the first one. There was nothing available and I thought oh I'll sing I'll watch it and you know it was perfectly lousy but uh, I, I sort of enjoyed myself yeah <laughs> here's what I don't get and I know I've said this but during the depression you know Hollywood put out happy movies feel good movies because people are depressed well I got news for you we're depressed again Hollywood and we don't need all of this horrible movies that make you miserable. Life is making us miserable. Your job, Hollywood, is to bring us light and hope and cuteness. Seriously. You want to make a lot of money? That's what you want to do. And it doesn't have to be dumb. Anyway, Milton says... Well, so watch... Binge watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's exactly, it's, uh, you know, it makes light of a woman's struggle with infidelity and trying to be her own woman in the 50s. Cute as could be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, uh, I can tell it's good because, I mean, it's just cleaning up every award um, and will again. So. Well, and it has our Green Bay classmate, Tony Shalhoub, in it, and he's yeah, good. I know. He's always good. So. And uh, the joke is, of course, he was a year behind me in high school, and did I even know he existed? 
I said, really? And I went to my yearbook, and there was Tony. <laughs> he was a year behind uh, you? you know, so he was there when I was Yeah, uh, well, in, yes, in our day and age, he was a year behind me, so girls my age were not allowed to notice that little boys a well, year Well, why would you notice him? He would have been a, You wouldn't have noticed him. He'd be a funny-looking little kid. You yeah, wouldn't have noticed him. I didn't him. notice him. Oh. And I never said, because if he was a year behind you, he was not anywhere around. He was, he, he was not even there when you were there. No. No, and I was I was one of the popular good girls, so I certainly wouldn't have recognized him. <laughs> Ugh, that's the part of my life I can remember. I, the only thing I'm proud of in that part of my life is that I knew I wanted to go to a school that nobody, at which nobody knew me for within 500 miles so I could shed that disgusting little girl and become someone worthwhile. <laughs> that was my stated goal in college. Mm -hmm. I just went off in a daze. All right, Susan, we've done it again. We've uh, filled an hour and then some. Well, not me. I managed to cut it to 50 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give my love to everybody. and um, I will. I'll never do that again. I apologize. I've, yeah. never, I've never forgotten you before. I know, and you specifically I, told I me. I used to write you a, a little text saying, you're on tomorrow, right? And and then finally you said, I don't need to be reminded. <laughs> well, oops. <laughs> okay, have a wonderful week. I will. See have you. a wonderful life. Yes, you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And so, uh, you guys, tomorrow, see what happens. Bye. through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh